When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, fearmongers. Guess what? I've got a special treat for you. Over the next five Fridays at 9.30 on your local ABC radio, we'll be making fresh, irrational fears for you. Only half-hour shows, but they're going to be broadcast nationally across Australia on ABC Local Radio. So no matter where you are, you can tune in. Or guess what? I mean, just download the podcast like you are now, and you can listen to it anytime you want. That's much better. Oh, and uh, this is Jacob. He's the producer. Hi. He's going to make it sound great. A rational fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 44. The ABC recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight on Irrational Fear, since the high-profile axing of Carl and Pete Stefanovic, Channel 9's Today has added Triple J's Brooke Boney to the lineup. Nine insiders say there are more changes on the way, with Dr. Carl taking over hosting the footy show. Oh, yes, indeed. Now, for example, in the football, the NRL, the drift with which Josh Mansour rockets a pass from the wing is in both an excellent example of Bernoulli's law and not one, not two, but all three of Newton's laws of motion. This is going to rock, man. I just can't wait to join Channel 9. And US Department of Justice indicts two Chinese agents for hacking 45 technology companies and government departments like NASA, as well as the personal details of 100,000 naval service members. Among the secrets the Chinese now have in their hands, the sun is very hot, paperwork in democracy is not worth the freedom, and seamen love tattoos and yelling, Land Ho! And in a Russian democracy first, Russian President Vladimir Putin tells Theresa May that she must follow through with Brexit as is, quote, the will of the people. As, in this case, the people being Vladimir Putin and the will being a huge amount of data factories that Russian trolls are making Brexit men for Facebook out of. This is A Rational Fear!
Hope you're safe. Yes, this is Irrational Fear on ABC Radio, the show that bursts through the media bubble and tells you what you should really be scared of. Tonight we have an all-star panel co-hosting with me. Tonight is writer, performer, author, podcaster and agony aunt for nine, honey. It's Rosie Waterland. Hello. Now, Rosie, you actually won an award for best podcast at the Commercial Radio Awards recently. What's it like to do radio here at the public broadcaster? Oh, look, Daniel, when you reach the uh, top rung of the ladder, you know what they say. It's nice to reach back down and pull those beneath you up a little. So you're welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you. He's a writer for Gruen and Tomorrow Tonight. And he's getting married very soon to a national treasure. Oh, big pressure for James Colley. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I know. But I think me and Dr. Carl are going to be very happy together. <laughs> <laughs> and we have comedian Hawthorne Diehard and head writer of the former flagship comedy show on ABC Comedy Tonightly with Tom Ballard. It's Michael Chamberlain. Hello, Dan, Rosie uh, and James. I have not been to ABC for about a month or two and I popped by Michelle Guthrie's office to say g'day and uh, it's amazing. I've been told that she was uh, going on to... External career development opportunities, oh. uh, which I think is corporate speak for pack your stuff and hit the bricks. I miss her. Did you get those external career opportunities yourself? Yeah, it wasn't put like that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't know our names, too, so that might be another thing. Did you even leave the, the, the organisation with a Larry card, at least? I printed out about 1,500 colour documents and then left at about 3 in the morning, chucked my thing to security and said, I've just printed out about 300 bucks worth of stuff here on ABC Dime. What did you print out? Uh, graphics that we made during the show. Yeah, I gave them as gifts to the writers, like about 100, 100 different graphics and, you know, in a little package. That was my little gift. And I didn't spend a cent because yeah. I stole it all from there. I've still got pens in my bag that I'm still using that I stole from the ABC. That was actually the budget for the third season. That's why I never <laughs> Well, it's been a traumatic time for the government and I think we understand that we have no idea who the Prime Minister is at any point in time. But luckily, there is a new hotline you can ring and the number is 04 and when you call it, you get this. On the third stroke, the Prime Minister of Australia will be... Scott Morrison. <laughs> that is amazing that you went back to the 1920s to get someone to do that voice. That was an incredible voice. That's the voice of Simon Chilvers, who is the Sunrise voiceover guy from the Sunrise ads in the 90s. Do you know, after the last couple of weeks, I reckon the main caller you're going to get is Scott Morrison, just double-checking. <laughs> and I think with the kind of sexual shenanigans in Canberra too, I think it's probably more appropriate we had a 0055 number. Yes. <laughs> Which is a very much 90s reference. <laughs> and also I feel like ScoMo probably would prefer if it was ScoMo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. A rational fear. Post-mortem results are not expected. Your fear is rational on ABC Radio. Well, it's been a big week for news and there's plenty to be scared of this week. Here are the top two fears for this week. Fear number two, well-known cultural aficionado Vladimir Putin wants to see rap music fall under the control of the Kremlin. He said that rap riffs on three pillars, sex, drugs and protests. Which one do you think Vladimir Putin is most scared about, Rosie? Oh, look, I'm going to take a wild guess and maybe say it's... The protests? No, he loves he loves a good protest. Oh, loves yeah. the very well renowned for loving protests. Yeah, loving the protesters too. Yeah, yeah loving yeah, them, treating pro- them yeah, well. Yeah.
This just speaks to someone who doesn't understand how rap works. When someone comes at you in a rap, the only way you can respond is with your own bars. Pewter needs to get on a track (laughs) and he needs to take down the protesters. Well, he actually said that drugs is the most worrying. Uh, and oh. there, drugs are apparently a route to degradation. Well, I think James is right, and I'll only listen if he says that in a diss track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Husky, who is a popular Russian rapper, has been sentenced to 12 days in jail on charges of hooligan- hooliganism because he performed on top of a car. We've actually got some of that here. <laughs> What do you think the crowd is chanting there? I'll tell you what was my first thought, Dan, actually, was that clip, if I, if YouTube told me anything uh, and the number of dashboard cams in Russia, that, that clip was filmed from 15,000 different angles. <laughs> <laughs> so you got covered. The last thing you do is do anything in front of a car in Russia because you're going to be filmed doing it. That's right, yeah. And this, but he was standing on the roof of a car. Dude. I've, I've seen the YouTube clips. I've gone down the rabbit hole of Russian car crashes. They're amazing. Also, like, if you can tell how dire the situation is in Russia when a white rapper can draw that kind of a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... they were loving his sweet beats. Yeah, for all we know, he's Russian Macklemore. <laughs> Michael Jackson danced on a car. Now, look, it was out the front of his trial, but still, people cheered him. Now, police officers let him finish the song, then detained him, but had trouble driving away as the crowds blocked their vehicle uh, as they demanded his release. Police eventually persuaded them to disperse. Uh, how does a Russian police person persuade a crowd to disperse? They play NWA's hit song, Respect the Police. <laughs> yeah. They offer the crowd shots. It's like the vodka or the actual shots. <laughs> this is a rational fear. Things have also ended up a little bit dirty. Fear number one, America has defeated ISIS, or so President Donald Trump claims. Yes, mission accomplished. (laughs) I knew we could do it. Yes. (laughs) To the complete surprise of the national security community and many, many Republicans, Trump plans to withdraw 2,000 of his uh, his troops from Syria, leaving a huge opportunity for, I don't know, some kind of armed military group to fill that power vacuum. It's almost like uh, a whole army with Russian accents (laughs) could come in and kind of take over. Is this really a win for Donald Trump, Rosie? It's so bizarre to me. I c- he's just changed the rules. He just says we've done it, so they've done it. He's like that little kid who has chocolate around his mouth and you say, did you eat the chocolate? And he says, I didn't eat the chocolate. You know what I mean? It's just the cognitive dissonance is not so. That's true. I mean, it is. it has been reported that ISIS is still very much on the ground. They still of hold territory, but not as much territory as they used to hold. Um, but they're still there, but basically... Uh, no, Dan, they're gone. They're defeated. My, my, my they're mistake. Defeated. Dan, yeah, Donald Trump's talked. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. They've I, been defeated. They're defeated. Th- thank you. I, I, I forget we are part of the Five Eyes and we should yes. absolutely support our allies in, in the USA. I think it's really nice, just particularly you know, it's around the holidays this time of year, and so the the guys from ISIS can celebrate Christmas. Uh, they, they must love the holiday period. They... They don't celebrate Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) No one in ISIS is singing carols. Many Republicans are saying if Obama withdrew when he was in office, uh, that Republicans would be on their high horse saying that he would be a weak uh, president. Uh, How do you think Republicans should react to Donald Trump? 
Well, this gets to the real crux of the problem for me. I think it is a terrifying thing when Donald Trump decides to withdraw all the troops from Syria. But also, if you had told me before this, Donald Trump is in control of all the troops in Syria, that's also (laughs) terrifying. The very fact that he's the commander-in-chief of so many people is very terrifying. What has the Republican action been? Like, have they been jumping up an hour and they're saying, saying, you know, he's making it up? Uh, Lindsey Graham is incredibly mad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that it's very unstable and he doesn't like any war that he didn't come up with. <laughs> <laughs> but who retired? Uh, that big, important dude retired. Mad Dog. Yeah. yeah. Mad Dog Mattis retired. He when... was like, nah, I'm outies. Yeah. Yep. Mad Dog went to a farm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine the point when you're, you've been in the Trump administration for a while and you have to go, you know what? Yeah, this is it. This yeah. is I'm yeah. I'm done now. Yeah. No, but, not not the kids, not the kids in cages, none of that. But this, I don't like this. Messing is, with the military. It's so much fun to be on the inside though. Just to be a fly on the wall oh, in the Oval yeah. Office. It'd be so cool. I you just want to kind of do enough to keep your job, you know, the best probably Swedish job like, you know, the best person running around getting coffee and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. to see the action in the hallways. You mm. want to be just involved enough that you can get immunity when Mueller knocks <laughs> yeah. on your door. Yeah, yeah. Nothing you can get indicted for. You want to have enough WhatsApp messages screen capped in your phone to oh, get you dude. a good deal at New Idea. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be going everywhere, wouldn't they? Well, would you believe we've actually got an ISIS commander on the phone right now to hear his point of view. I know that's a bit of a risk for ABC, but I guess ISIS really aren't much of a threat anymore. So it's a real honour. Is honour the right word? I don't think honour is the right word. It's a coup. uh, I guess it's a real interesting (laughs) idea to have you on. Hello, you're, you're Mr Anonymous ISIS commander. Hello, how are you? Bye-bye, bye-bye. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was just waving goodbye to some troops. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on. I was wondering when I'd get a spot on the ABC. Well, you know, we are very fair and balanced here. Uh, we have US commanders on all the time, so I thought it'd be good to have you come on our show as well. Mm, of course, and I, I can't wait to also appear in Senate Estimates. <laughs> well, we all look forward to that day. That is my favourite day on Twitter. Uh, but you also are adept at Twitter, aren't you? Well, you know, we, we just like to get the word out about, you know, evil. Because some people haven't heard about evil. And we thought, you know, maybe you like it. Maybe it's great. Well, let's go back to today's story. Um, is it true that ISIS is defeated? Oh, definitely, Dan. Definitely. Absolutely. Now, look, ISIS isn't huge on admitting defeat. It's about the only thing we won't claim responsibility for. But I have to say, if there are any American military battalions listening, we are definitely defeated. Don't even worry about it. Kick back, relax. Don't even do a last check. Just wander off. You've earned the break. Come on. So you're completely defeated. You've got nothing else going on. Oh, nothing at all. We oh, we barely have a pot to piss in, my friend. We are out. <laughs> so, this, this kind of announcement really did take Senate Republicans by surprise. Do you think that's a bit of an issue as well? Oh, Dan, who doesn't love a surprise? And frankly, American troops leaving anywhere is a surprise. This is going to be the best Christmas ever, or at least it would be if Christmas wasn't an evil holiday. Sorry, sorry, I got cold last year. I'm just not over it. <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that, Cole. It, it, is, it is good for humanity, though. Yeah, blow more oil. Okay, right. Look, well, we've, now, we've seen this before. When an exit date was announced for American forces in Iraq and the region descended into chaos, won't that just happen again? No, no, absolutely not. Look, you know what? I want to address this now. I've heard a lot of talk about how power vacuums are bad, blah, blah, blah. Dan, do you know what a vacuum does? It Mm. cleans things. Right. And honestly, do you know what the Middle East needs right now? Right. More instability. Keep it fresh. Keep it interesting. Yeah. 
So you actually agree with President Trump that it's actually not the United States' job to be the police officer in the Middle East? That's exactly right, Dan. I mean, why should they have to clean up the mess? Because they made it? That's childish thinking. (laughs) I say, treat it like a share house. Try and trick someone else into moving in and get out of there before the real estate realises what you've done and takes your bond away. So your new flatmate is going to be Russia. Do you think Russia will do a better job of managing the situation on the ground? Oh, of course they will, Dan. When I think of nuanced approaches to geopolitical conflicts, I think Russian military. Vladimir Putin has a deft hand. It's soft enough to stroke the fur of a bear, yet harsh enough to also choke the life out of that same bear. He has killed a number of bears. It's a real problem for the Russian zoos. Well, I guess you're out of a job now. Uh, I'm really sorry to hear that. What's your next idea that now that the caliphate has fallen? What's your next big project? Oh, I heard there was a bit of an opening on the Today Show, and I thought it can't hurt to put my name in. You know, I'd only be about the fourth worst person on Australian breakfast television, so why not? I well, mean, Sonia Kruger and I won't get on too well, but other than that... Well, there's always Sky News. People are leaving that all the time. Oh, please, Dan. I want something with credibility. Well, thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you. Oh, oh, and death to you. Oh, and death to you too. Irrational Fear! It's about fear and it's about survival. On ABC Radio. Now for the big topic. Well, it's been a bit of a long week in parliamentary news. Andrew Broad's resignation only happened on Tuesday. And a story we really want to talk about but cannot talk about broke on the front pages of the Herald Sun yesterday. So we're just going to have to talk about Andrew Broad, uh, I'm afraid. Mr Broad resigned as Assistant Minister to the Deputy Prime Minister on Monday after the new idea published allegations Mr Broad used a dating website to meet young women while he was away on a work trip in Hong Kong. Uh, By the way, he was in Hong Kong for a fruit convention, which I think Mm. is uh, a a side of the story we don't often hear about. When I think think Hong Kong, I think fruit trade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The sangria of cities. That's right. Absolutely. Speaking of New Idea magazine, the woman in question who was referred to Amy in the story but reportedly goes by Sweet Sophia Rose online said she went on a date with Broad but things did not go so well as he complained about the menu prices, (laughs) boasted relentlessly about his new role as Assistant Minister to the Deputy Prime Minister and began to act inappropriately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Rosie, what is the best way if you've just gotten a new job to, to act appropriately on a date? Just, just read those sex aloud. What do you reckon? <laughs> read them at the table. It's just, I think men need to learn that if you, if you don't want to say it to a lady's face, to what's her name, to uh, sweet Amy. Sophia Rose's face, then don't send it in a sex, don't Andrew. Send it in WhatsApp. Come on, yeah, what's that? This is what's so disappointing about this. That he's got no game. I want, <laughs> yeah. I want someone who can actually send a saucy text in my parliament. That's the thing too. Does he does he realise he signed up for a sugar daddy sugar daddy website? Like it's a bit weird that you show up and you're going, Oh, I don't want to pay for this food. Like that's the whole <laughs> yeah. idea. Like if I if I signed up for a sugar daddy website, I I'd take a diamond necklace to the first date. Well that's the whole point. No wonder she didn't have a nice time. This is the fruit convention, it was a natural sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he thought he was going to a sugar convention and thought this was all part of it. Australian trade, mate. Has anyone used the headline um Abroads, broad, abroad. <laughs> no, but I think um, I think tomorrow the Daily Mail will. <laughs> pull, your, pull, your, pull, pull your finger out, Northern Territory Times. <laughs> I like the thing about this is that it was broken by New Idea, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
it's great. It's great that a government can be brought down by a new idea still today. So you, amazing. Do you think they would be shocked that a new story they wrote was right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Maybe we were right about Jennifer Aniston too. Yeah, yeah sure. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe the Bondi vet will be getting married. <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting. Like new idea published spurious stories all the time about celebrities. Why is this one important? Do you think? Like, how, how does this one? Uh, operate in the realm of reality, whereas other stories about other celebrities don't. I tell you why it's a big deal, Dan, because as Broad himself, he said he was a very powerful man. He was kind of talked himself up as a bit of a big deal. And I tell you why it's so important is because it's a story about a man that 99.99% <laughs> of the country did not know until this actually happened. <laughs> yeah. He's got parliamentary um, colleagues who are like, and you are? I think Dan's dying, choking. Dan's dying, yeah. I find it, I find that very funny as well. Like, I, it's going to be disappointing when you set up like I got a big new promotion, and what is it? Well, I am assistant to the deputy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the ochre language of the sex. Mm-hmm. That's what got me in. It's the oh, you. Ugh, you feeling a new bachelor season coming? Well, look, I well, I feel like he talks a lot like the last bachelor mm. did. Actually, I don't know why women find that attractive. He's more of a honey badger. He is. It's uh. A bit gross. Well, let's play a game right now. I want to play the game with you. Sexy text from Andrew Broad or line from US Department of Agriculture. Uh, Are you ready to play? Mm -hmm. Playing this again, Dan. Come on. (laughs) I know, I know. It's become hack, but I think why not? What we're about to hear, I'm going to play you two clips. You have to tell me, is it a sexy text from Andrew Broad or is it a line from the US Department of Agriculture Farmer Bulletin? Here we go. When hand breeding methods are practised, the cows are brought to the bull for full service or to a properly equipped stall for artificial insemination. Mmm. Mmm. Or is it this one? I pull you close, run my strong hands down your back and softly kiss your neck, whisper, G'day, mate. What is it? Which one? The first one or the second one? Which one is the text from Andrew Broad? Gotta be the first, surely. Like, I've used that line before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that... That's, that's actually going to be in your wedding vows, right? Oh, yeah. yeah that's my opener. If I heard that first one read in a sexy voice. Mm. You're all wrong. <laughs> no. You're all wrong. It was no. the second one. All right. Here you we screwed go. screwed up. Here is number two. Is it a sexy text from Andrew Broad or a line from the US Department of Agriculture's Farmer Bulletin? To show animals to best advantage to prospective buyers, the breeder of purebreds should keep the herd in a somewhat higher condition and develop the young stock to a greater degree than would be necessary in a grade herd. Mm. Sexy. Very sexy. And purebred is a national thing to say. Yeah. Or this one. I'm here to make you laugh. Make sure you feel safe in my company. Make you feel like the most beautiful woman in the room. Then get you naked. Oh. That's Department of Agriculture. <laughs> it's from the chapter on how to best seduce your cow. <laughs> you are wrong again, James. You're wrong again. And finally, is this a sexy text from Andrew Broad or is it a line from the US Department of Agriculture's Farmer Bulletin? Although a breeder usually prefers a herd sire of good appearance, too much emphasis can easily be placed on looks alone at the expense of performance. Mm, It does sound Mm. pretty sexy. Or is it this one? I'm a country boy, so I know how to fly a plane, ride a horse and f*** my woman. My intentions are completely dishonourable. Well, look. I definitely prefer a herd sire of good appearance over a country boy, so I'm going to go with the first option, Dan. Wrong again! What? Oh, I actually no. got the original version of that before I deleted it, and it was actually fly my woman, ride a plane, and F a horse. <laughs> oh. Oh, 
rational fear. This is a rational fear. All these problems for the Liberal Party can only mean one thing, that the Labour Party must be pretty excited about the prospects of an election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they know Bill Shorten's bulletproof because no one texts him. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the line right now, we actually have a Labour strategist who's going to let us know about Labour's strategy heading into this election. Dave Davidson, tell us, what is Labour's strategy for this election? Sorry, are you there, Dave? Oh, yeah, I'm here, Dan. I was just demonstrating my strategy. I'm going to stay completely still for the entire campaign, not make any sounds, and just hope we end up in government. And how's it working for you so far? It's great, Dan. I mean, from a distance, we look like a great government. And how will you differentiate yourself from the current government, though? Sorry? How will you be different from the Morrison government? We're Labor. But I mean, policy-wise, like, what's the main difference? Yeah. Do you have an answer? Are you there? See, that's another example of the standing perfectly still strategy, Dan, and it's going to deliver for Australians. Deliver what? (sighs) Okay, Dave Davidson, thank you very much for your time. Dan, it was good to be with you. Irrational fear. This is a rational fear. Wow, that Dave Davidson sure does sound a lot like uh, Rational Fears, Rosie Waterland. Very strange. Very strange. <laughs> now, Rosie, is this a whole part of the reason why there aren't enough women wanting to put themselves forward to be a politician or to be a part of the parliamentary process? Look, partly, Dan, I think also it's been pretty well established that when women go into Australian politics, it ends up a pretty big dumpster fire. And uh, that's why uh, there's uh, been an ad going around recently that I heard trying to get women to take up the role in Aussie politics. When you're speaking during work meetings, do you wish you were being interrupted by male colleagues yelling at you? Quit shagging men. It's just a joke. Wouldn't you just love having to dress feminine enough to be valued as a woman, but not so feminine that you aren't taken seriously as a professional peer? Do you want to be called a terrible mother for spending the required 20 weeks away from your children in Canberra or not have children at all and just be called barren? Do you breastfeed your children? If so, do you find it gross and a little uncomfortable? When you make a complaint about sexual harassment in the workplace, don't you wish your male colleagues would turn their backs on you, then get up and leave? If you answered yes to all these questions, then being a female in Australian politics may just be the job for you. If you apply now, wearing a skirt that isn't too short and with a medical history that definitely doesn't include an abortion, we can promise that you'll be getting left out of important meetings within the year. But wait, there's less. Less pay, fewer responsibilities and certainly less respect. Apply to join today and we'll reject you, but on merit. This is a meritocracy after all. A meritocracy that somehow has Craig Kelly. So come along and while we won't vote for you and may even leak a WhatsApp chat about why we won't vote for you, we'll feel better about it. Side effects may include public shaming about your uterus, rampant speculation about your sexuality and or marital status and open abuse in a televised workplace being met with laughter by your colleagues. And who every day it seems has a bad hair day. A rational fear on ABC Radio. It's Christmas time, guys. Hey. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about Christmas. Santa. Mm. Yeah, Santa's very exciting. A lot of people also have to work, though, on Christmas. Mm. You know, some of the hardest working people at Christmas are those protecting our borders. Uh, did you catch the Border Force press conference from 
film today. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. Sounds really interesting. Let's see what fun. Sounds like a real thing I want to hear. <laughs> it is definitely a real thing yeah. you want to hear. Here it is. Look, it's uh, come to the attention of Border Force in conjunction with AFP, ASD and HPV that a squadron of 10 unauthorised aircraft have plans to breach Australia's sovereign airspace on the evening of the 25th of December. Rest assured that Border Force will do everything we can to stop such illegal incursions on our airspace and we will use lethal force to shoot down the group. The leader of the squadron is a known repeat offender He's known to prepare for this night all year. He's also a trafficker of goods, evading GST and customs duty for parcels crossing the border in excess of 200 tonnes. Goods, mind you, we have good reason to believe that have been created in sweatshops all over the world using the labour of diminutive persons on 457 visas. This is illegal and will not be tolerated in Australia. Do we know what the man looks like? Yes, we do. In fact, we've got photographic evidence. Uh, intelligence services have obtained many, many photos of the man in question. In fact, we believe he may be known to many young children in Australia, some of whom have been in close proximity to him over this last month. He is a bearded, obese man, and despite wearing a wintry red suit in the height of summer, he is suspected to be quite jolly. What are your plans to catch him? Rest assured, Border Force and Intelligence Services know when he is sleeping and know when he's awake and know when he's been bad or good thanks to a backdoor in his encrypted messages. Merry Christmas. Thanks, that is all. Thank you very much. A Rational Fear on ABC Radio. It's been throughout the news, there's been a whole bunch of high-profile departures from the Today Show. Tragic. Pete Stefanovic, uh, Carl Stefanovic, mm. uh, Dickie Wilkins apparently is on the chopping block as well. Um, but speaking of chopping blocks, we've actually got one member of the Today Show whose job could be on the line. What? Yes. Speak with us right now. It is Blocky, the big block of cash. Are you there, Blocky? Oh, I am for now, but who knows how long it will last, though. Are you saying you're on the chopping Blocky? I'm not, Dan, but I am saying it's panic stations around here, and frankly, it's a bad time to be a very, very large anthropomorphic bundle of cash. So you, you think there are actually more cuts on the way? Of course, Dan. They've already sold Richard Wilkins to Madame Tussauds. You mean they're making a statue of him? No, he is the statue, Dan. He's mm, a right. very waxy man now, Dickie. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's good for him, though. He thinks he's at the best red carpet he's ever seen. <laughs> Poor mm. thing is struggling to get an interview, though. Jeff Goldblum's still not talking to him after all these years. Yep. Dickie <laughs> said to me he thinks he might be dead, but he doesn't want to say it again. Oh. He's been very tight-lipped, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been a pretty rough time for Carl, too, though. Do you feel any sympathy for him? Oh, look, it's very hard for Carl, but he's not the only victim here. Think of the thousands of almost journalists whose only job is to report on Stefanovic's every movement. The Daily Mail is going to go out of business now. Think of all those poor Instagram posts from celebs that will go untranscribed. All those stories unstolen. Hell, what are Media Watch going to report on next year? This has knock-on effects. Would you say block-on effects, Blocky? I wouldn't, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> this all started with the departure of Lisa Wilkinson after she discovered she was being paid far less than Carl. Do you reckon this whole situation could have been avoided? Well, for me, as a giant bundle of cash, mm. it was unnerving to me that anyone was being paid, particularly in cash. I mm. mean, that's my flesh and bone. You don't <laughs> yes. see Sunrise paying their presenters in beef from the cash cow. Mm, that's mm. true. That does, that does make a lot of sense, mm. blocking. Mm. Oh, burn. Well, it's not that bad. You've acquired Triple J's Brooke Boney. Are you excited about working with Brooke? Oh, don't get me wrong. Brooke is an absolute star. I'm thrilled for her. 
But frankly, I get worried when they start bringing in people from the ABC because they're just not used to working with large amounts of cash. Well, that's it for Irrational Feed. Hope you guys had a good time. Thanks for having us, Dan. Oh, very kind of you. Thank, thank you. you. And here's what you should be scared of next week. Australia is set to miss the 2030 Paris climate targets, but Prime Minister Scott Morrison says not to worry. There's no way we're going to make it to 2030 anyway. <laughs> and South Australia won the rights to build the headquarters of the Australian Space Agency after they realised nothing makes you want to leave Earth faster than being stuck in Port Adelaide. And baby name news now. There's been a huge drop in babies being named George for some reason. No one knows why. <laughs> and finally, Carl Stefanovic begins to answer his phone with the phrase, I wake up with no pay. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear was written and performed by Dan Illich, Rosie Waterland, James Colley and Michael Chamberlain and produced by Jacob Brown. Our executive producer is James O'Brien. Until next week, there is always something to be scared of. Good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.